Hi everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home With Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. So if you're new around here, then this podcast is split into two parts. So first we'll talk through our top five of the week, and then in part two we answer your questions and discuss a particular topic gathered from the At Home With Facebook page. Hello! How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. We said, we like me and Lily, we're on Skype as we do this. We were like, we need to not talk. No talking before we start. So we can do like a genuine like, hello, how are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? <laughs> it was good, actually. It was yeah. it was really nice. It was nice that the sun came out for the weekend. Oh. I think the weather this week is going to be really crap. Oh, like, no, not again. It makes such a difference, doesn't it? I know, I know. It is It is super nice. I did say to Lily when we did start Skyping, she answered it too quickly because I really like the Skype ringtone. <laughs> but you answered it straight away. I was like, damn it, Lily. I was like dancing. Sorry, yeah. I'll know next week to let you enjoy the music for a little bit longer. Please do. How was your weekend? Really nice, thank you. Like you said, the weather just makes all the difference. Um, really kind of cheers me up. So yeah, really lovely weekend, thanks. Nice. Should we get started with our top five? Because the first question is, what is the peak of your week? So you may have seen on Instagram, yesterday, um, me, Rich and Grey went cycling around the Olympic Park in East London. I did see. Mark yeah. was like, God, they've got a cycle rack and everything. Oh my God, Mark would love the cycle <laughs> rack. Um, it's so good. It goes on the top of your roof. Like when I was younger, we had one that went on the back and they were a bit scary. Like you couldn't really see out the back when you were driving. They like felt a bit dodged. This one, they just like clip on the top of your car, really secure. Anyway, it was so great because <laughs> up until now, we've just been cycling in our like local area, which gets a little bit boring. So this means that we could actually like drive places and then cycle there because I'm not up for cycling on roads. No. Um, so we went to the Olympic Park and it's so nice because it's all like really open and smooth, flat like roads. And oh, it was just, it was such a nice day. We got like an ice cream from the ice cream van. I really, I really loved it. It looked super like picture perfect, you know, just like one of those days that you're like, this is what it's about. Like, yeah. this is life. This is amazing. Exactly. I just miss like exploring London. Like that is my thing. I love it on the weekends, like exploring different areas. So it just, it felt really like normal again. And Grey loves being on the bike. Well, for like a limited time. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was, it was really nice. I'd love to do that with you guys one day. I think you'd like it as well. Totally. That's our old like neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, for sure. Oh my gosh. We still love like wandering around there. Um, it's quite funny you're mentioning bikes because my peak of the week also features a bike. A bike that didn't leave your flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, the opposite. A stationary bike. One that does not move because my local spin studio are now renting out bikes. And so you can like hire one of the bikes from the studio and they deliver it literally to your front door. In fact, these guys actually put it in position, which is good because it's really bloody heavy. Um, and it was, it's its changing my life, Lily. Oh, oh. My, all I want to do is just sit on my bike and spin my heart out. You don't understand, Rich hasn't stopped talking about this since <laughs> I told him and I showed him a photo and he was like, so unfair, can't we get one? Where can we put it? And I was like, you didn't even spin before this. Like, don't start <laughs> taking up things that you didn't even do before lockdown. I was like, no way, are we getting one? But he's very jealous. I mean, you're going to get so fair. I'm jealous of that. I mean, I don't know about that because I also 
do make a lot of like lemon muffins is my new thing, like a lemon poppy seed muffin, mm, delicious. Um, but it's, I don't know, it's the whole, it's the Peloton thing, like I'm being sucked in. I've got the Peloton app. So although I don't have the Peloton bike, I have the app and I basically just like put my laptop in front of me. I completely see the appeal. I completely do. Are you doing it every day? I haven't done it every day. I think I did it like five days last week, but I'm obsessed with this guy called Cody. Lily, oh my God, you would die. This guy called Cody, he did a theme class. And so they do sort of like musical themes or they do like artist classes where it's just like music from one artist for the whole class. And he did a Ricky Martin theme. Oh. Right. <laughs> it was. Amazing. It was so she funny. She bangs, she bangs. She bangs. Yeah, we did that one. We Great. did Live in La Vida Loca. We did um, <laughs> the Christina Aguilera one. Nobody wants to be lonely. Oh, great tune. <laughs> what a tune. Honestly, it's it's so much quieter. Like Mark has a turbo trainer and it sounds like he's trying to take off to the moon. Um, and it's just so, so, so loud. But this is dead silent. But Mark is like, bloody hell, can you keep it down? Like, because I sing. I sing whilst I'm spinning. I, it, it's like you're singing, you're dancing, Aww. you're spinning. I get it. I, I really get it. I think I, I almost got into spinning before this all happened. I, it's quite hard to find like local spinning places. They're normally like in central London, but I found one and I was going to start before this all happened. But I am quite, it's just so like leg. I don't know. I'm just, I think I'd be so achy. <laughs> It, it, makes, doesn't, it doesn't make me super big it makes you super sweaty but I like that you do it to the music I like that you do it yeah. in time to the music there's a bit of musicality about it and that I mean if you're doing it at home I was like oh my word Jay you can, you can like you can just sing your little heart out brilliant oh my god amazing I love it. amazing now I just want love, to love, re- love. listen to Ricky Martin <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk through our watch, like, share, repeat, which is something we've seen online and we want to share with each other? I have a feeling ours might be the same. No, they're not. You sure? I'm sure. Okay, because I think I'm going to say my one and then you're going to go, oh my God, yes. Oh, go on, what is it? Okay, our friend Ruth. Oh my God, yes. I was watching your reaction. (laughs) Our friend Ruth. Um, Moda recommends on YouTube, Instagram and everything. She has an amazing blog as well. She's a brilliant writer. Um, she put up an IGTV where she cut her own hair at home with not only just like kitchen scissors or something, early learning center children's scissors. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. the funniest. I think it's about seven minutes long. Watch it. It'll cheer you up. It's it's just That it's bit where gri- she's like, brilliant. Kat cuts me, my hairdresser recommended. I She has these great thinning scissors. I have these excellent scissors from the early learning center. She's so, I just love her. I love her. I was laughing out loud and I don't laugh out loud at a lot of things. And I was just crying. It was so brilliant. She used these like hair bands to try and like, it was just, it was just awful in the best way. I love her. And then it looked great at the end because she's a model. and We can't stand being friends with her. This is the thing. We both like messaged her after and was like, damn you, Ruth. Like, yeah, you think, oh God, cutting her hair, it's, it's going to be a mess. Like, what has she done? And then actually it looks amazing. Like, yeah, she does a bit of a fluff at the end. She sort of like fluffs up her hair and she like does a little, her little model pose. And it's like, yeah, you look great. Absolutely great. If you want a good laugh, check out the link to Ruth's video in the show yes. notes because it's, it's just the most incredible thing. <laughs> it is. What about you, Lily? What have you liked this week? Mine is actually a video from um, Cravings by Chrissy Teigen. Do you follow her Cravings account? It's like her food account. Oh, 
I don't know if I do or I don't, but I do, I do like her. I follow her and I do like her food Yeah, stuff. so she's got like a separate, it's like her kind of brand, I guess, Cravings by Chrissy Teigen, because she does a lot of cooking and stuff. Um, she put up a video where her husband, John Legend, took over and showed us how he makes his quesadillas. Is that how you pronounce them? I think so. Quesadillas. Yeah, all are delicious. Um, and like his guacamole and oh, he's just so smooth. I love him. <laughs> Watching him cook. Oh my God, it's just like win-win. Loved it. Watched it three times. Highly recommend. Three times. Yeah. I do love watching them as a family. Like I love when Luna cooks, oh. like when she wants to help out. They're just they've the best family. They've created like a, a mini Chrissy and a mini John as oh. well. Like it's just adorable. Like whenever she puts up pictures of Luna, people are like, oh my God, this is like you when you were that age. Like adorable family. Love them. Love yeah. the video. I'll send Agreed. it to you so you can watch it. Thanks. <laughs> So this is the category top of the box where I usually share something I've watched on TV. Anna usually shares a film, although feel free to mention anything from TV too. I don't own the TV category. You know what? I have a couple actually. I have a few things to mention this week. Um, Film Club, we do it remotely with our friends who live up the road and also friends who live in Amsterdam. And we watched two films this week. You know what? I feel like every time I mention how many films you've watched as part of film club, I completely get the numbers wrong. But we did actually check yesterday, 32 films we have watched as part of film club. Oh my God. Um, I'm really getting a proper like film education here. Um, the first film we watched was my friend Flora's pick and she picked My Life as a Courgette. Have you heard of Of course of it, she though? did, of course she did. That sounds very <laughs> Flora, very organic. It's very cool. It's a French um, animated film. I think it's a little bit plasticine a little bit like Wallace and Gromit. Oh my God, that's crazy. Which is very cool. Um, I would recommend like getting the French version and then having it with the subtitles. It's extremely cute. And it's kind of a bit of a kid's film, but not a kid's film. It's about a child who ends up at an orphanage. Um, And it made me cry, Lily. It really got me. It's a bit like Up. Oh, yeah. Like the French version of Up, in a way. Very different, like, very different storyline, but just in that kind of, like, gets you, gets mm-hmm. you in the heart kind of thing. Um, like, kids in orphanage, oh, my word. Um, yeah, so that was super cute. Really short as well, just over an hour. Um, a nice, like, short, cute, kind of heartbreaking, but heartwarming film. And then Mark, Mark, I, I don't know why he picked this one. He's like, I don't think everyone's going to like it. I'm not really that excited about it. I'm like, so why have you picked it then? Why have you picked it then? We watched Uncle Buck last night. I don't know if you've watched that. No. No, no, Lily's shaking her head. Um, it has Macaulay Culkin in um, before Home Alone. This is what he did before Home Alone. Oh. It's kind of just like 1989 slapstick comedy. Uncle comes to live with the kids to look after them and discovers a lot about himself type. <laughs> thing was it wasn't the best it scored a very average score in film club but it was fine for like sunday night viewing um but i had we did start watching something on tv actually that was your recommendation and that is when they see us on netflix oh my god it's i can't remember is it different episodes or is it one long it's four episodes they're about an hour 10 minutes each and you've just started you haven't finished it yeah we're only one episode in oh my god it's it's so written and directed by Ava um, du, du, DuVernay, I think you say, Ava DuVernay. And it's based on the events of the 1989 Central Park jogger case and explores the lives and families of the five black male suspects who were falsely accused and prosecuted on charges related to the rape and assault of a woman in Central Park in New York City. Oh my word, like that first episode mm. just... 
so incredible when I watched it. I just, I actually want to watch it again because it's been ages since I saw it. Um, we'll have to chat again when you've finished. That's the thing I was going to say, but this this category, you have to watch the things. Otherwise, we can't like discuss them. I feel like I'm, so this I is know. really good. You're watching one of the things. Um, it's amazing, isn't it? They're all incredible in it. And afterwards, when you're finished, watch some of the real life interviews with the guys. That's what I did straight afterwards. And yeah. um, it's just, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. It's so beautifully acted. Like the boy who plays the 14 year old boy in particular, like, uh, oh my God, yeah. it just like what happened to them is just so unjust and super sad so um yeah I'm I thought I should watch one of your recommendations so I've been watching that and yeah a really like hard watch but a very important one so what about you what you've been watching um I've been watching season four of this is us um one day one day I will get you to watch this is us (laughs) because there's so much like I wanted to talk to you about it it's so frustrating um I think you said your parents watch it right Oh, my parents are obsessed. They're like, hey, Anna, what's your, uh, what's your Amazon Prime like login? Yeah, I don't know anyone that started watching it and not loved it. And I get so many DMs being like, thank you so much for introducing me to it. It's unlike anything else you'll watch on TV. It's not just like any old TV show that I'm recommending. It's so incredibly produced and done. It's it's about a family and it it flicks from like the past to the present to the future and it all intertwines with different families. It's so clever how the storylines link up. And they just put season four on Amazon Prime. I've binged the whole thing. Guys, if you watch it, old Kevin, oh my God, old Kevin is so hot. He's even hotter <laughs> than like young Kevin. It's like we get to look into the future and we see old Kevin and it's satisfying. That's all I have to say. I love it. I love that show. There's two more seasons, I think. I just, it's the best. Basically, get up in Lily's DMs. She wants to talk about This Is Us with you. I really do. I really, Rich has decided he hates it. After four seasons, he loved it. And now he's decided it makes him like reflect too much. And like it makes him anxious about like his health and his future. Because it covers <laughs> lots of topics. And I'm like, no, stay with me. Stay with me. I love this program. <laughs> have you watched anything else? Or have you just been on a This Is Us binge? Mm, I've watched something else, but I'll, I'll save it for next week. Oh, you always say, oh, you're always like peppering in a little something for next week. Because I get week. nervous. I might have like a bad TV week and I won't have anything to talk about. So I'm like, if I've got two, I'll just like bump, <laughs> bump it to next week. Is that cheating? I don't know. <laughs> what about the show and tell? What have you got to talk about this week? Anna, my show and tell is so random. It's Oh God, so... is it like the wire toothbrushes again? Yes, yes it is. Is it? Oh no. If you didn't see that Instagram live where I recommended some wire toothbrushes, <laughs> but at least that was on Instagram live so you could see. I don't know how I'm going to describe this without okay. you seeing me. Um, okay. I, I bought it with me so that Anna could see. So you know how, <laughs> you, know, oh, you, no. you know how you have like olive oil? I keep mine by the, the hob, do you? So you can uh, just quickly yeah, just get above. to it. Yeah. yeah, and I always just like buy the olive oil from the supermarket. You probably have, you know, the classic one that everyone gets. Yeah, and I just pour it into the pan, um, and it was just getting a bit annoying. And I thought, how cool would it be to have like a glass bottle with like a pory, pory oh. spout, pory spout? So if you've ever worked in a bar, like it's yes. what you'd put on top of the spirits in the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I see what you mean. So we yes. ordered these from Amazon, and now we just buy like massive olive oil and just decant it into here. And it's so much easier to just like put it in the pan. Like you don't want like too much olive oil. You can get just get the perfect <laughs> amount. I love this little spout. 
I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so happy with my new olive oil setup. And that's what I wanted to share with you. If you me. could see how happy Lily is, like Lily is grinning, <laughs> grinning over her olive oil spout. Do you know what else I'm also a fan of when it comes to olive oil, but I haven't yet found one that's like reusable. Um, the sprays, like an olive oil oh. spray. Because sometimes, especially when you're cooking like baby food and you don't want it to be too oily i just want a quick like, spray of an olive oil i love that too but i haven't yet found like a reusable spray bottle if anyone has uh, a recommendation <laughs> for lily uh she would like you to tell her <laughs> so that is my show and tell random but great what about I you i love that i love that this used to be a beauty category when we did it on ig live and we've we've since expanded because lily is she's taken it she's taken it to the extre- extreme she's like cool i don't have to talk about beauty product i'm going to talk about my olive oil pour <laughs> i actually do have a beauty product um to talk about and it's one that i know that you've tried as well and it's the fenty cream bronzers oh. i annoyingly haven't got them here i mean I, to no show Lily. see. Lily's no got one. one yeah, no one can see anyway. Lily's got it. She knows what they look like. I'm wearing um, it today. I, I think they're called the um, the Cheeks Out Freestyle Cream Bronzer. I have the shade Butter, Butter Biscuit. Um, I have Amber and I also have Macchiato. And um, what one are you wearing today? Butter I only biscuit. ordered Butter Biscuit because I just think that looked like a good shade for me. It is really nice. Um, is it matte? Because when I tried it on my hand, it looked glittery. But on my face, it looks matte. Maybe I had something else on my hand. You know what? Someone messaged me and was like, I'm really into these bronzers, but I keep hearing rumors that they're glittery. And I'm like, mine are not glittery at all. Mm. I need to look again because when I tried it on my hand, as soon as they arrived, I was like, whoa, that is glittery. But then you said they're matte and I got confused. So I'm not what? sure. What? This is so weird. Yeah, mine don't have like, I literally, I took a photo of like the close up of the pan to send to this reader who was DMing me to be like, are they glittery? And I like, Took it. it was such a grim photo because it had like a brush hair in it already. I was like, I'm really sorry. This is so gross. You can't tell from the pan though. I think in products you can't tell until you actually start blending them on the skin. Because especially with like shimmer and glitter, they start kind of loosening as you blend in the product. I really don't think I do. How weird. I'll have to, I'll have, to have like a double check. Um, but just yeah. a really inclusive range of bronzers in a, ni- in a really like nice consistency, I think. Yeah. Very like easy to blend, not patchy. Not like super powdery on the skin, not super like greasy on the skin. Um, yeah, I just really like them. I really enjoy Butter Biscuit. It's a bit more of a cream to powder finish than other cream bronzers I've tried, but it is very kind of glowy and dewy. Anna and I yeah. are both trying to kind of go through our makeup collection at the moment and, you know, stop using any products that aren't inclusive for everybody and look into others. So it's not like a quick and easy thing. There's definitely some products I have that I haven't found alternatives for yet, but yeah. we are working on it. Um, as well as emailing brands and finding out what the deal is you know if they are going to extend their range because that's helpful for everybody yeah lily's doing really good like good she's sending all the emails like we're, we're getting we're getting <laughs> i'm updating receipts. anna i'm like so this product they're yeah. going to be extending the range in july um, exactly yeah. which is which is great news but for the meantime i feel like the fenty cream bronzer if you're looking for a cream bronzer that is super inclusive um it's definitely one that i would recommend we love this category 100% yum what you've been eating or drinking this week Lily that you've loved so my recommendation this week is from this book which I know you have I think I even bought it on your recommendation it's the green roasting tin book so it's one of those Uh, books where has loads of recipes of things you can just literally cook in a roasting tin in the oven which is very easy that's the way I love to cook there are so many recipes I love in this book the gnocchi one I love but the one I wanted to recommend um, we have this once a week it's the all-in-one sticky rice with broccoli squash chili and ginger have you had this one 
Oh, I haven't. That sounds amazing. It's so good. And the leftovers are always really delicious. We took um, the leftovers with us yesterday on our bike ride to have for lunch. Grey loves it as well, even though it's got chilli in it. She's crazy. Um, <laughs> it's so yummy, like the stickiness of the rice and the chilli and the broccoli. And it's kind of Japanese-y and it's delicious. Highly, highly recommend this book. I love that book because it genuinely is. It's the, it is like you throw everything in a roasting tin, you put it in the oven and it is done. Like it is so quick and so easy to do. Yeah, really, really them. good one. Thank you for that recommendation. Delicious. You, do you like feta? Mm. Yeah, you're not a feta lover. Yeah, but then I also think I haven't really tried, like it's one of those things I say I don't like and I don't know. I just don't like the texture of it really. I feel like we had this chat recently. I don't know why. I feel like we did because the ones that I like from that cookbook both have feta in. There's a beetroot one with feta, like bulgur. It's like beetroot, bulgur wheat and feta. It's delicious. And I also really like the, um, it's like leeks with like a, a feta-y bread crumby topping. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, Lily's making face. We have very different tastes. With have you tried the gnocchi things. one though? No, I haven't. Really, really good. Um, I, there's like loads of recipes in that book that we use all the time. What's your 100% yum for this week? You might have seen this on my Instagram stories, but I ordered some cookies online. And I I mean, I am just a cookie fiend. I know I make cookies a lot, but I also like order a lot of cookies. I also buy a lot of cookies. I, I just want to try all the cookies, basically. That's my like life mission. Um, and thank you to Abby Marvel. Um, Lily knows Abby Marvel. She's just like been in the blogging industry for years, doing incredible things. She recommended her sister, who has a company called Dee's Basement. And she does cookies. She does this like crumb cake as well. And um, she's doing this like um, like limited edition Father's Day brownies as well that you can That's like so type cool. personalized messages on top. She's basically an incredible, incredible baker. And I feel like a lot of places that are like doing baked goods are just sending things out in London or like the local area to where they're based. But she is sending these out nationwide, which I just think is incredible. And so I ordered a little like cookie batch and it had four different flavors in it. It had cookies and cream, caramelized white chocolate sprinkle, yum, um, and white chocolate and hazelnut. All of the packaging was recyclable, including it looked like everything was individually packaged in plastic, but it wasn't plastic. It's actually like a biodegradable. You can throw it in your compost heap. I, I can't remember what it was called, but someone was like, oh, it's a shame they're individually wrapped. And I was like, no, it, they're, they're biodegradable. It's, it's great. So everything is all like recyclable, which is brilliant. Um, and they just tasted so good. I put them on Instagram and then she messaged me back and she said, oh, like heat them up for a bit. They're even better. I put it in the microwave for 30 seconds. They were like gooey. Oh my God, they were so good. Oh they were God, so, so, so stop. tasty. Just a really good thing. I mean, obviously if you love cookies like me, a great thing to order, but also just good to know in case you want to do like a gift for someone. Obviously this Father's Day one that she's doing um, might be a little bit late now, but you know what I mean? She's she's kind of got these ones that would be great for gifts. Um, so if you've got someone's birthday coming up, I think it'd be a very good pick. Oh my God, you've made me so hungry. My sister made some tahini cookies this week. Have you ever made those? Oh, yum. I have made like cookies with tahini and I like it because it gives that kind of like sweet, salty like flavor. Yeah, I said to her, I was like, oh my God, you're so like Anna making like weird cookies. I was like, she makes weird miso ones. Like what's wrong with a good old chocolate chip cookie these days? (laughs) But apparently I actually haven't tried them. My mum made the recipe and was like, you have to try Carly's tahini cookies. They taste like shortbread. They're amazing. Oh, yum. I'll try and make those and let you know. Yeah, um, all of those things that we've mentioned, by the way, will be in the show notes, like all the films that we've mentioned, TV shows, Lily's like little olive oil pourer. <laughs> it, will, <laughs> it will all be there. <laughs> Lucky but you. now it's time. 
woo, for part two. So a uh, quick little break and then uh, let's chat. Buckle up, guys, because this is going to be a long part B of the podcast. Long. 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 We've, we've, long. We've had debates. We've we've had voice notes back and forth. We've been asking people. We were like, do we split this into two episodes? Do we do like a part one, part two? Do we just do like a solid hour of us chatting? <laughs> there is so much to talk about here. What, what are we talking about this week, Lily? This week, we're talking about all things university and graduation. We put on our Facebook group. If you guys aren't yet members of our Facebook group, check the link in the show notes. Such lovely vibes over there. Loving it. Thank you, guys. Oh, really nice vibes. I, love, I literally love it. Someone posted the other day like where are you guys listening from and everyone posted the country they live in and it was amazing love it loved it so yeah we checked over on there for some questions from you guys and topics and things you want us to discuss and university just keeps coming up time and time again um Anna and I both went to uni so we thought we will try and share some wise advice (laughs) we also just we love a nostalgic trip down memory lane like nostalgia is perhaps our favorite topic to talk about (laughs) um so although i feel like for some of our audience this might be applicable for some of our audience it might just be like a walk down memory lane also just a really quick mention obviously it's a bit of a funny time at the moment some of you aren't going to be able to graduate normally this year maybe you're not going to be able to start normally freshers week so shout out to you guys sorry this is a bit of a tricky time hopefully things will get back to normal a new normal in some way so that everyone can experience this definitely for sure um so let's like kick things off with sort of pre-uni uh lily what did you study and where so i studied marketing advertising and pr which was like a ba ons whatever it's called (laughs) at (laughs) birmingham city university it used to be called university of central england now birmingham city so it's like the other the other uni in birmingham you know? I didn't know it used to be called that. Yeah, when I joined, it was called like UCE. It's much better, Birmingham City, because then people just think you've gone to Birmingham Uni. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> so I studied um, a BSc in psychology at the University of Nottingham. Um, and I guess we want to talk like, Lily, was was like university always the plan for you? Like, how, how did you end up at uni? Absolutely not. Like, I was so not academic at school literally barely got any b's definitely never got an a didn't enjoy school at all just wanted to like get away from it i desperately wanted to finish school and have a break from that environment my careers teacher i think it was just like the done thing like apply for uni Mm. apply for uni and i was like i just hadn't really thought about it the whole like ucas ucas application really overwhelmed me i didn't understand the process at all i skipped all the kind of extra classes that you could go to if you wanted to learn about it and i so i just didn't know I think after a bit of peer pressure, I just applied for like one uni, one course. I was like, that's the only one that seems interesting to me. I'll just apply for that. I remember I needed like 260 UCAS points. I still don't even understand what that means. (laughs) And I I remember that I got 220. So I didn't even get what I needed. But the night before picking up my A-level grades, I logged on to UCAS to have a look. And it said, you've got an unconditional offer for your university. I was like, I remember saying to my mum, oh my God, I must have got like amazing grades like, eight. like I was so excited and then I, when I went to get my grades the next day I no I, I got C and two D's guys really really didn't do very well, well I don't know didn't, I didn't do as well as I wanted to do and I didn't get the points I needed but I think based on my application and I don't know maybe how many available spaces there were that year I got an unconditional offer which is bizarre I think it's one of those like what's meant to be is meant to be because it's crazy that's triggered everything for me so yeah that was my kind of application process what about you was it always a plan for you 
I I can't think of a time when it wasn't. Like, I'm not saying my my parents from the age of four were like, you will go to university, but it just always seemed like that was something that I was going to do. Like, I've, I've mentioned it before. I was a real boffin. I really enjoyed school. Um, I, I feel like I got kind of pretty all right grades and it was just kind of always on the cards. And I guess the people that I was friends with as well, like it was always on the cards for them. Like me and my best friend Mel would be talking about like what we were going to pack for university from the age of like 13. Do you know what I mean? Oh my <laughs> it was God, always... no way, that's crazy. Yeah, me and Mel were like, yeah, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like maybe we'll go to unis that are like near each other so we can still see each other. It was just something that we always spoke about kind of the expectation was always there. And then I guess school kind of picked up on it and I got put in, into this thing. I don't know if this was like a local thing in Brighton Hove or if it was like a nationwide initiative, but it was like an initiative for children who wanted to go to university, but had no one in their family had previously gone to university. It was called Aim Higher. Have you heard of it? Like, was it a thing at your school? I mean, I'm going to say no, but it's, I didn't listen to anything and anyone. So <laughs> don't use me as a reliable source. If anyone else has heard of it, I was part of this Aim Higher uh, sort of initiative where they like took a group of people who previously like no one in the family had gone to university and they took us to university for like the day. I mean, it's great. It was like a little day trip out of school, but they like took us to university to kind of talk to students and like see what happened on a campus. They like, we went and ate in the canteen and we were like, oh my God, this is so cool. So I guess there was things like that. And it was just like, yeah, I guess this is what I'm going to end up doing. Um, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I, we have very, I mean, this is probably like a whole episode in itself, but like in terms of career direction, I, I think one time we all sat and like filled out a questionnaire and then it was sort of like all processed and it came back with like five careers that you could go into. And mine came back as like counselor, a teacher. Like there was like five things and you're, you're kind of like, okay, well, I guess I'll sort of look into one of those. But at the time I just, I really enjoyed psychology as a A-level. And I was like, I think this is something that I'm good at, something that I enjoy, something that I wouldn't mind studying for three years. And is is a degree that is very applicable to a lot of things. So I can kind of delay the decision process for three years in a way. And I can just do this for three years. And then hopefully by the end of the three years, I would have worked out more what I want to do. Um, and I went to visit quite a few unis. Um, I applied for five, I think I got into four. And then similar to you, Lily, like I remember checking the morning of like the UCAS and everything like coming out. And I was like, oh my God, I've got into Nottingham Uni. And that was my first choice. And one of my dad's friends had gone there and had given me such a hard sell on what a great uni it was and what a great time she had as a student there. And also I'd been to the campus and I was just like, oh my God, yeah, this is like, it is a beautiful campus. It was like a lovely place to study. So I, and when I went there, it was really sunny. I'd had an ice lolly, you know, like I've been <laughs> sold on the dream. You know what it's like. So I was like, oh my God, I got into Nottingham Uni. Like I must've got all the grades that I needed. And then I like went and I got, and I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't get the grades that I needed. I think I, I needed a A in something and I got a B or did I get, did I need a B and I got a C? I think I got an ABC. Of course you did. That sounds, of course, of course you got an ABC, like perfectly sounding. <laughs> it was either, I, I can't remember. It was either an AA. I think I needed an AAB and did I get an AAC? I, I cannot remember. Bloody biology. Like biology got me every single time. It was really effing hard. Um, so that was kind of what the process was like for me. But yeah, I feel like it was kind of always something that I was like aiming towards it's the whole like parent thing. My parents wanted better for me than they had had. So they were like, 
go to university. My dad had gone to like night school and stuff when we were kids to try and like better his qualifications. So I think they were always like, go to university. But then my sister didn't go. So you're the eldest like in my head as well. Like I don't remember ever talking to my parents about it really. Neither of my parents went to uni either. But my older sister, Carly, did. She went to Sussex Uni. Um, So I remember going to visit her and being like, wow, this is so cool. But there was never like a pressure or a... I just, I don't really remember it being like a discussion. I remember going to look at a few unis with my mum and being like, this is cool. But we never like sat down and talked about like the pros and cons and the debt and the, you know, what it means, what I could possibly want to do as a job when I'm older. Like, Like you said, I just wish there was more guidance on real life careers in school like what if you don't want to be a teacher or a scientist or a doctor like (laughs) there are so many jobs outside of the ones that everyone knows about and I I mean hopefully now schools are different who knows yeah a long time since we've been at school I really like hope to think that they are um I felt like I had no idea what I wanted to do then so it was really hard to pick a university course based on that I've actually been back to Nottingham like since I've done this whole blogging thing and um, the careers people there, like it was part of a careers talk and they were like, I think they actually have, well, they, they can actually, you can go in as alumni and still have careers chats with them for a certain time after you graduated. And they're like, people just don't use us as a resource. So even in uni, there was a resource there that I just never knew was there or I like I didn't use. And so I think now there are like more things in place, which is good because I think you do need guidance and ideas and be able to like talk through things for sure yeah I can't believe you did psychology at uni you know I did psychology as an AS level did you did you like it I (laughs) I got a U a U means unclassified it doesn't like count as a like that means I barely spelt my name right I I still to this day I mean my teacher hated me she really hated me so I'm like maybe she just I mean was I really that bad I don't know (laughs) can't believe I got a U in the subject that you went on and got a degree in anyway (laughs) should we talk about the big question of to gap year or not to gap year do you remember that gap year thing gap year gap year I feel like again this is one of those things it's like a whole episode yeah in its in itself and also we can talk from different different point of views because Lily did have a gap year and I didn't have a gap year so how did you end up at that decision for me it was it was an absolute no-brainer like there was never a doubt in my mind for a minute that I wasn't going to have one um I'd been in school for 18 years maybe not wait when did I start school for something a bit less um I just needed a break for a minute it's intense to constantly feel like you're learning 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 I just wanted to pause for a minute I wanted to grow up I wanted to see the world I wanted to start uni you know with a fresh start and appreciate my time there you know uni's expensive so I didn't want to just rush into it and and not really know what I was there for and what I wanted to achieve from it. So I took a year out and it was important for me to uh, get some work experience, to earn some money and go traveling. So I worked in Gap Kids and I saved up. Um, I think I did a bit of work experience with my uncle who worked in advertising as well, because I thought, you know, I'm going to do a degree in marketing advertising. Let's see if I can get a bit of experience and get my CV going. So I did a little bit of, you know, making cups of tea. And I worked in Gap Kids and I saved enough money to go traveling for three months, like Thailand, Australia, you know, the usual. Um, It was incredible. I learned so much about traveling on my own and seeing the world in different cultures. Came back, my sister got married and then I could start uni in September. And no offense, because I know you didn't, but I felt (laughs) like when I started uni, there was a big 
difference in the people who had and hadn't taken a gap year and that's obviously not going to apply to everyone but there was this like quite strong feeling that the people who hadn't taken a gap year were like oh my god I'm in uni this is the first time I've been away from my parents I'm gonna get so pissed all the time this is mental (laughs) and the people who had taken a gap year were a bit more like "Mm, we've been traveling without our parents we used to a bit more chilled and like less excited to be away from home um and I'm very happy with my decision and I would encourage lots of people to go on a gap year my bit done what about you I think this speaks to us as like personality types massively, like (laughs) hearing you talk about why you had a gap year. Because my reason why I didn't have a gap year was because I just wanted to get started. I'm just impatient. I'm like, I just want to do it. I just like want to get it done. And I think it also, it is like none none of my friends had a gap year. Absolutely. I can't, can't count one of them that had a gap year. So it just wasn't the done thing it didn't it didn't even seem like it was an option to me I didn't even think about taking a gap year I think the majority of people who I went to uni with hadn't had a gap year there's maybe like two maybe two and like Mark had technically already gone to another uni and then dropped out and then sort of started again so he'd sort of had a gap year but like unintentionally so a couple of people like that who maybe had like started at a different uni or started a different course and it hadn't worked out so they came back again for like round two but I don't think I knew anyone who had a gap year it's it's it was one of those things for me yeah I just was like right okay I'm ready for it like this is what me and my friend Mel had been like planning since we were 13 (laughs) so it was like right let's let's like get this done like why would I want to put the brakes on now I think a lot of people travel after uni because they finish uni and feel like oh I actually want that experience I'm not ready to go into a job yet but then my theory on that was that was when I felt like there was no time to waste after uni I wanted to get straight into working I didn't whereas I feel like a lot of people take that break afterwards and then just kind of delay their career starting and needing yeah. to get a job so I just thought let's do that bit first while I'm still young and living at home and I don't know it's there, so there, is, there are so like pluses and minuses to everything I guess for me like I really didn't travel as a kid so like the thought of traveling like just didn't even I had no idea what I was missing do you know what I mean as an adult who's been lucky enough to travel around now yeah I can even, how fun would that have been to have done that but I just I, I didn't even know but that was a possibility. I didn't even know what I was missing. If you could do it again, would you take a gap year or would you do the same? And forget forget the idea that you wouldn't have met Mark if you'd delayed it or anything like that. Like pretend you had the same unique experience, but a year later, would you take a gap year? I don't think I would. Because I just I just really wanted to do it. <laughs> and I think I think I love I love traveling like now as an adult. Like I'm not sure. I don't know, my sister is very much into like traveling, staying in the hostels and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I missed out for, for not having a gap year. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. Two like different point of views. Also, I have to apologize. My neighbor is having some building work done and I can hear through my headphones a nice drill going off occasionally. So <laughs> it just adds to the ambiance. There you go. It's fine. Um, cool. So should we talk about being at uni? So that was pre-uni. Now we're here. Yes. We're at uni. Yes, we're there. Very lucky to be at uni. Um, and the first few weeks, dealing with homesickness, is that something you had? So my family will never let me forget them dropping me off at uni. It was terribly traumatic. It was my birthday. It was my 19th birthday. And that was the day that we we all moved into halls. And my halls were different at Nottingham. So a lot of people were in halls where like my friend who went to Derby was in a hall with like six other people and you're kind of more in a flat with six other people. You all have your own like 
bedroom sometimes bathroom as well and then you all share this like shared space where you like cook and watch tv and whatever um whereas at nottingham if you wanted to live on campus you lived in a catered accommodation which sounds ridiculously fancy um which meant that all of your food was like cooked there for you in like a canteen and you like queued up for dinner every night and like which is just bizarre like i never it sounds like hogwarts in your head it, it really isn't. And I was in the halls where we didn't even have, we didn't have an ensuite bathroom or we didn't have shared bathroom. I literally shared a bathroom with like 30 girls on, on my floor. And so we were in this thing where it was like long corridors, maybe 30, 40 people like living on each floor. And um, so it was a very like, it was just very different to what I'd previously expected or people who move in and maybe just have to make friends with those six people who they live with, like the possibilities were sort of endless. So my parents dropped me off and I was in the extension of this building that had been built in like the 70s, had mustard yellow like breeze block walls. It was very different to the room that I had seen when I had come to visit the uni. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, oh no, this is like not what I'd pictured in my head. So I start to kind of be like, mm, yeah, no, I'm not sure. I just I just was freaking out. Like I was just freaking out. Like I'd, obviously, I'd never lived on my own before. My parents were dropping me off and then they were leaving. And then this was like the new chapter and I just sort of had a bit of a freak out. And my parents, knowing that I am like this, were like, okay, fine. I'm going to leave you here. We're going to go for a coffee and then we'll come back and like help you move in. So they left me there. I spoke to my friend Mel, who was also moving into halls. I think she'd moved in the day before. She calmed me down and then I'm like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm cool. I'd stop crying. Thank God. And then I go next door and I knock on the door and I'm like, hello, my name's Anna. And then my next door neighbor was Sally. And like Lily knows Sally. Sally was like out there on our wedding day. Sally's in the film club. Sally's in film club. Um, Sally literally lives just up the road from me now. And I'm like, I'm Anna, we're from Brighton. And she's like, I'm Sally and I'm from Brighton too. Um, And I'm like, oh my God, do you know my friend? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, oh my God, yeah, I do know your friend. (laughs) Like straight away, we've got someone in common. And then that was that. The rest was history. My, My family came back and I'm like, hey, bye, you can go now. Like, it's cool. I found my people, it's fine. Um, and so I didn't really struggle too much with homesickness because there were so many people to make friends with. Everyone was in the same boat and I feel like everyone bonded quite quickly. And a lot of those people that I did bond with super quickly in the first couple of weeks ended up being Sally, who I'm still friends with now, Mark, my husband, my friend Nick, who like I still talk to now and helps me out with all the back end of mine and Lily's <laughs> blogs and stuff. So I, I feel like I was quite lucky with the people that I met. Although I do have to say I got... So, you know they call it fresh as flu mm, yeah I got fresh as flu so badly maybe in like the second week of uni and then had it all the way until I came home in December for Christmas go to my family doctor at Christmas time and she's like how long have you been sick for I was like oh since like um kind of like early October and she was like oh my word but all of my new friends would like bring me dinner like in bed or like we had like phones like actual proper cord phones that we could like call to each other's room people would call and be like hey do you want me to get you anything for dinner like I feel like I was really 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 lucky with the people that I met because I met a really good crew of people like quite quickly oh that's so what nice yeah so my uni setup was a bit different it's a bit like how you explained others to be um I was in the halls that had on suites rich who I went to uni with I didn't go with him I met rich at uni on the first day actually um 
that he used to always take the piss out of me for being in like the posh halls with the ensuite. Yeah, you had an ensuite. It wasn't posh. And anyway, it was the only option left by that point. But it was basically, you'd go into a building, there'd probably be like six different like flats almost. You'd go into like the front door and then there's a shared kitchen and little lounge. And then there's like six bedrooms with ensuites, like single bed, tiny rooms. So that's kind of was my setup. And I was the same. My parents came with me and we kept to kind of eke out the day. They helped me unpack, they helped me decorate my room, went out for lunch and then we came back and they were like, okay, so I think we're gonna go. And I just burst into tears and I didn't <laughs> I'm expect- I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone probably does, maybe not everyone. I didn't expect to be like that. And I was just a bit like, oh my God, where are you leaving me? Like, I don't know if it's different for a Londoner, but I feel like lots of people are coming from small towns going to bigger. I was coming from bigger going to smaller. And I felt a bit like I was in the middle of nowhere and no one was really like, I just, I don't know. It felt really weird to me. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And I love that Lily's in like, what, the second biggest city in the UK. And she's like, it's small. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, there's like one, there's one town center. What the hell? Um, <laughs> so I was really nervous about being left there. And I really actually struggled in the first couple of weeks. I think I want to, pretend I was the sort of person that was like life and soul of the party but I wasn't I was the sort of person that sat in my bedroom in the evening and I could hear everyone having a great time in the kitchen and I just wanted to cry and go home I had such a solid group of friends at home and I was just like why am I here like I don't need to make new friends I have friends that I love and the people in my flat sorry if anyone's listening they were lovely all lovely mainly teachers I'm not sure why that was with so many teachers um really lovely people but we didn't like massively hit it off like I didn't really feel like I kind of knew deep deep down that these weren't going to be my friends at uni but I felt like how do I make other friends you know my course hadn't started yet and I felt like a little bit like oh I don't know if this is my vibe and there was one other girl in my flat who also was very homesick and she actually tried to convince me on like week two to drop out she was like I'm gonna drop out I don't like this I think you should do it too and I was like really really considering it I was like okay and then luckily I just was like, no, I'm gonna wait a little bit longer and see how I feel. And it wasn't until my course started that I started to make real proper friends because actually that's where all my friends were. I think most people are friends with the people they live with at uni and not the people in their course. And mine was completely the other way around. I met Rich was on my course and like all the people I'm still in contact with now on my course and the people I lived with in first year, I didn't really stay friends with. Like we'd say hi if we saw each other in clubs, but we weren't, you know, they weren't my people, I wasn't their person. Um, and that's fine. I think there is definitely a pressure to like stay friends with those people from the beginning, but you have to, you just gravitate naturally towards the people, you know, who you want to be friends with. So I found the beginning, I found Freshers Week horrendous, if I'm honest. Um, second year and third year, I was on the Freshers crew and I loved it. But first year I was like, ah, I just, it feels so forced. Like the last thing you want to do when you don't know anyone is go clubbing. Like it just is so unnatural <laughs> to me. Like, yeah, let's go clubbing essentially on my own when no one's going to make sure I get home safe. Like I haven't got my like person to cling on to. Oh God, it makes me feel anxious thinking about it now. I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stressful. 
I think I think we stress Lily out, like reminding her about Freshers Week. Yeah, I like have a really bad memory, and then when things come back, I'm like, oh god, never again. So we were just talking about like halls of residence where you're staying, and one of the questions we had in our Facebook group was like, do you have any tips for making rundown uni digs feel homely? Because you are just given these like little boxes. Everyone's got the same style room, and like everyone's desperately like clambering to get some sort of like fluffy IKEA rug down or like Polaroids on the wall, and it's, you just naturally want to make them more homely. Um, I actually this week bought a book called Home Sweet Rented Home. It's by Medina Grillo. I've met Medina and she's lovely. So lovely. She's such a babe. And she has brilliant, brilliant tips, especially if you're in like a rented home or flat. Um, and really, yeah, that'd be like perfect for students. Exactly. I followed her for years on Instagram and she's got so many tips. Like who knew you could, I mean, I wouldn't do this at uni, but there's wallpaper that you can like stick and peel off like, Peel off wallpaper. Didn't even know that existed. There's so many good tips in here. So that's worth having to read. Maybe if you're like in second or third year and you've got like a house and you want to make it a little bit nicer without upsetting your landlord. But what did you do to your like bedroom? Um, Always photos. Yeah. Always photos. Printing out photos from like Snapfish. Like I don't know if Snapfish even still (laughs) exists. It does. Um, Yeah. So always printing out photos. Of course, like the Audrey Hepburn poster. I had a lot of leopard print, like everything was leopard print, leopard print pillows, leopard print laundry basket, um, just like all the leopard print. Um, never underestimate the power of a good bedspread. <laughs> I had a fuchsia pink oh, duvet yeah. cover. Mine was fuchsia pink and purple swirls. <laughs> we're, talk- we're talking like 12 years ago here, guys. Um, but I remember going down to Wilkinson's by myself and bedspread and just being like, this is it. This is going to make all the difference. Fairy lights. Oh I, oh, I did have fairy lights. I did have fairy lights. I think yes. now, like with H&M Home, I bet people's at uni like rooms probably look so much more stylish. Like linen duvet cover was like back in the day, it was fuchsia pink and fairy lights. I bet they look chic AF now. I bet <laughs> they do. But yeah, back in the day, never underestimate a bedspread, some photos. Uh, who knows? Peel, peel off wallpaper, like Lily said. Who knows? Possibilities are endless these days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So let's talk about our course choice. Um, If you could go back, would you choose a different subject to study? So Anna did psychology, I did marketing, advertising and PR. I don't know about this one because I feel like obviously now with what I do and where my head is kind of at, I think something that you did sounds like really super interesting. And I think I would have really enjoyed three years of of studying that. But I I think at the time, like psychology, I, I did semi enjoy it like I knew that I didn't want to go on to further study and actually so many of the people that I who I did that course with did go on to further study and have gone you know got doctorates and all these fancy things now um but I knew I knew it wasn't for me to do any more so I I don't know yeah maybe something similar to what you did but I'm not like oh my gosh I massively regret that or I massively regret the uni that I did or I massively regret going to uni I'm not sure I would would do any of that differently. Nottingham is such a good uni town. Anyone who I ever meet, um, if I'm like put next to someone at a wedding and they've gone to either Nottingham Uni or Nottingham Trent, we've got stuff to talk about. Do you know what I mean? Like it is such a solid uni town. It does such a good night out. Well, it did when I went to uni and I think it's still the same from messages I've had from people. So like I, I really, really, really enjoyed Nottingham. Um, and I would, I would 100% like recommend that and go back there. 
What about you? People who went to Nottingham are so passionate about going to Nottingham. Like I've got friends in there as well. Whenever you meet someone who went to Uni of Nottingham, they're like the most passionate. I would have gone there based on that, but I had like a limit. I, I only wanted to be two hours from home. That was my like cutoff limit in terms of being able to oh, drive yeah. home for weekends. Um, but yeah, seriously, go to Nottingham, guys. People love it. I love it. <laughs> they really do. I've never heard anyone be so passionate apart from people who go there. Um, I no, I definitely wouldn't change. I'm so glad that I chose that subject literally based on the fact that my uncle worked in advertising and I thought it sounded interesting but like you said like I spent three years learning about something that I basically now do and and I would have gone into advertising if I wasn't doing this job and it was so interesting um it was a really kind of practical course at one point we had to um so a lot of our lecturers were also, were working lecturers so our advertising lecturer actually worked in an ad agency like three or four days a week like a really big one in London one of our projects we had to actually come up with a new ad campaign for a very well-known hair tool brand that you guys would know and me and my little group of four came up with a really cool campaign I won't tell you what it was because you don't know (laughs) but it was really really cool um every little detail and we got a good grade but our uni lecturer (laughs) sneakily pitched it to an ad agency Um, And it actually ended up being a proper campaign, like huge. It was in magazines, it was on billboards. And although it was maybe a bit cheeky that it was our idea, it was amazing that I saw like (laughs) our idea actually came to life. Like I can't take any credit for it, but because I wasn't credited, but I fully made an advertising campaign and things like that. I just thought it was, it was amazing. It was a really amazing course. And yeah, I'm really happy I did it. That's so cool. That is so cool. And how do you feel? We've got loads of questions on the Facebook group about this, like questions about like the value of learning life skills versus the value of your academic education. Like, how do you feel about like how balancing those two things up when you look back? I think going to uni is massively about learning life skills. Um, We'll talk about this in a minute in terms of like the worth a degree has. I think there are definitely like some degrees and some jobs which the degree is like essential for yeah but I think most of the time from people I know what they gained most out of uni was not necessarily the stuff that they learn on their course but it's the basic things like learning to do your own washing or you know learning just how to live on your own and be a bit of an adult really yeah it's it's like learning how to cook for yourself how to budget how to Mm. I mean, I worked when I was at uni, so it was like balancing work whilst also like studying and like, yeah, the, what's it called? Like self-discipline of sitting there and studying on your own, balancing like a social life. Yeah. Like sorting out your food for the week, like meal prepping, meal prepping, lol. I did not meal prep. I literally just ate like frozen pizza all the time. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's, there's so many yeah like splitting your bills with the people who live in your house like someone has to have the bank account like making sure all of those sorts of things are paid on time like yeah it's it's a real introduction into like adulting 101 joining the gym and then realizing you can't afford it and then you can't get out of the year-long contract and you didn't realize that that happens and then you're stuck like that is the most on you thing to join oh I joined I joined (laughs) gyms all the time at uni and then never went (laughs) But when I think about the things that I like gained from uni, like maybe my example is different because I did such a relevant course, but I like met Rich at uni. I met my husband. I started my blog, which actually wasn't part of the course necessarily. Like, so those are the things I've massively gained from uni that weren't necessarily to do with the course. Oh yeah. I I also just had a brilliant time. Like I look back on it. I mean, third year, 
kind of stressful. I think maybe some people are a little bit over it by third year. My housemate situation like changed a bit. I wouldn't say third year was my greatest year, but like I look back and I'm just like, oh my word, we had so much fun. I had such a good time. It's for, for me, yeah, of course, of course the degree, I mean, I don't, I don't use the degree now and what I do, but for me, it was worth it in terms of a life skills, fun things for life, just generally like having a good time. Would you say it was worth the money for, for that, for what you've gained from it? Well, this is the thing. So me and Lily went to uni just after. So previously, if we had been a little, a little bit older, we would have gone to uni and got it for free. Um, and not have to pay tuition fees. That was the year before I went. It changed my year. (laughs) We went to uni when it was about £3,000 a year for tuition fees. So we were looking at getting in about 10 grand's worth of student debt. Um, And then obviously any maintenance loans that you took on top of that. So really you're looking at maybe like 20 grand's worth of debt probably coming out of uni with just a little bit over. Um, And so for I mean yeah it's it's really hard to be like oh for me it was worth it for that I mean that's 20 grand's worth of student debt I think I came out with 25 grand worth of debt yeah 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 exactly I think mine was similar so it's like I I don't know how you can sit and be like yeah it was totally worth 25 grand especially when (sighs) students today are getting in like probably 50 grand's worth of debt for it like it's, it's it's a really hard thing to weigh up yeah it's very hard to answer that question isn't it um all we can say is that we I would do it again. Yeah. But would you do it again for Oof. the amount? Oh. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> Sorry, is that unhelpful? This is the thing. It, but it's, it's a very personal thing. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's a very like individual choice. It's very personal. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't think anyone can make that decision for you. It depends on so many different factors. What you want to do with your life, what course you want to do. Um, what uni you want to go to like what do you want to get out of this what is your financial situation what level of debt do you feel comfortable getting into there's there's so many things that come into it um but for me I I don't regret it and no. I really thoroughly enjoyed my time there you guys also asked on the Facebook group whether we thought a degree still holds the worth that it once had or whether other avenues of education can get you to the same place without as much cost so obviously putting aside the fact that we've just addressed that uni isn't just about getting a job like it's about so much more life experiences if anything the career factor came like as a secondary for me uh, we thought it'd be really interesting if we just asked around some like family and friends who worked in different sectors whether so I asked people who were like high up who employ people whether when they employ people is a degree essential is it something they actually look for so let's go through those and then we can like chat about it. So without naming any names, I asked someone who worked in like media, digital kind of influencer world. Um, and they said, no, it's not something that they look at on a CV. Um, in advertising, um, the person I asked said, no, they actually quoted, which is quite funny. They said, a confident 22 year old with a passion for film or marketing and a personality is way better than a dull 22 year old with a history degree. <laughs> so he's basically saying the passion, the personality, the, the, the want to try, get involved is more important. Um, I asked someone who worked in teaching and they said, yes, a QTS, which is a qualified teacher status is essential. You need to go on a training course. And I think for that, you need to have a degree. I asked someone who's a psychologist and they said, yes, a degree is essential. I asked a friend who's an architect who said, yes, in fact, she did three degrees. 
Um, and it took a really long time to get a job. Uh, I asked a quantity surveyor who said, if you want to work in the engineering and finance department, yes, you need a degree. Marketing and IT, no, you don't. And then Rich's company, which is Market Research, interestingly, have recently taken off a degree as a requirement to apply there as they felt they were missing out on really good applicants by having that as an essential requirement. That's so interesting. interesting. Oh, I love that. Um, I did a similar thing. This was Lily's idea because she's one with all the genius ideas. Um, So I did a similar (laughs) thing and asked some family and friends as well. Um, A solicitor that I asked says that you can get into the role without going to uni. Um, It's just a slightly different process. Um, so to become a solicitor, it's a three-year degree, one-year LPC, which is like law school, two years training contracts, that's kind of on the job working. And then you become a solicitor, so that's six years in total. And the other route to get to kind of do it without the degree is a Silex. And for that, you need five years of qualifying employment. Then you do your one year of Silex training. So that's actually six years in total too. So you're not wow. saving time necessarily, but you're obviously able to earn whilst you're on the job. Um, and for that, you become a, a chartered uh, legal executive. If you do want to use the term solicitor, then you do still have to go do the LPC, which is that one year law course on top of that. So that actually makes it seven years total. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like, yes, it's preferable to have a degree, but you can do it without. Um, a civil servant friend of mine says she doesn't feel like she needed her degree to get to the role that she's in. She's in a very high up role. She's doing great. Um, and she says some of the senior leadership team do have them, but there are others who haven't gone to university. And she says that when she's hiring, she looks for the right type of experience, a well-written cover letter and a CV where the person has demonstrated the skills that she's looking for. So it's more of a gut feeling thing, experience, how someone interviews necessarily over whether they've got a degree or not. Um, and then I also asked a business development director. Uh, they're for a manufacturing company. And so they said a degree is relevant if it's like an engineering degree for an engineering role or like a business degree for a strategic role. But other than that, experience and the way someone interviews is key. They said that they have interviewed high academics with no common sense and vice versa. Um, And basically said it's more to do with like experience of your business and a positive mental attitude and um, turn up smart and prepared for the interview. So kind of a mixed bag there. I think we could all agree that there are some careers which we've all known you know in medicine law things like that that yes you you do need a degree for and I I don't understand how those people knew at school that they wanted to do those jobs but if you're lucky enough to know early on you can go to uni do that degree get a job in that what you want to do but I think with most jobs a lot of other jobs it's more important to focus on your passion why you want to get into that career your personality your confidence your you know, your, mm, what's the word? Like, I suppose passion really, because like this has come up quite a lot. If you're sitting there in an interview and you have a degree, but not much else to bring to the table and someone else is sitting there, they haven't got a good degree, but maybe like me and Anna, we've had a blog for years where we've shown that we're really interested in the beauty industry, for example, and we're really passionate and we've got some work experience in the summers and every opportunity where we can on the side then I think that's gonna really set you apart yeah you're right if you can go in an interview for like a beauty job for example and you can talk through all the latest launches everything that's happening yeah like that is so different to someone who might have a degree in PR 
like necessarily like it's it's yeah you're so right it really does depend on like what is the end goal here and we found that really interesting because me and Lily were like we don't employ anyone like who are we to say like what worth a degree has these days so I think that was a really good idea to kind of go out and ask some friends and family who do hire people and yeah as expected it's it's a real mixed bag and but hopefully that was like helpful for some of you someone asked how do how do I like set myself apart if I'm going for a job um, and someone else, like we just said, has a degree in that. And I think as well as like showing passion, just like do your, do your research, yeah. basically. You know, if you weren't able to study that, then study it yourself. Like Google is our best friend these days. Like do the research yourself, look into the person that you're having an interview with and just do the work really. Yeah, like go above and beyond, like do a case study, create a portfolio, like all of these additional materials are really gonna help you in an interview setting for sure. Um, shall we move on to the final section that is sort of post uni? Yeah, you'll be you'll be pleased, guys. It's the final section, an hour into this podcast. <laughs> the final section. Um, so a lot of you asked for kind of tips and advice on how to get into a field that differs from the one that you studied. And I think me and Lily have kind of just covered that. And also like how to make sure you're not a disadvantage to those who have qualifications. Again, I feel that's something we've kind of covered. Um, how to keep in touch with uni friends living all over the country and the world. I think that's the, the beauty of uni, isn't it? You all come together and it's like, doesn't matter where anyone's from, you're all together for those like three years. And then you graduate and everyone goes back and it's like, oh, <laughs> but isn't everyone going to move to London? <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're not. Um so yeah, keeping in touch is definitely like, I've probably got a handful, two or three friends that I still keep in touch with from uni. But I think at the beginning we had like regular meetups. I don't know, did you? How, I can't really remember how we stayed in touch afterwards. Obviously Facebook and social media helped. Yeah, I think we had a couple of meetups afterwards. Like, and I mean, I had friends I would chat to like on the phone all through the summer holidays, all through the Christmas holidays. And yeah, I think ultimately you all graduate and then you're all working, right? So you're all, I mean, and I was working in London, so I was leaving my house where I live with my parents at like 7am in the morning and not getting back till like 8pm at night. So that wasn't particularly conducive to, you know, catching up with people. And also I was, you know, in a long distance uh, relationship with Mark at that point. So my weekends were kind of spent like either with him coming to Brighton or me going to Birmingham. So I think there's been some friends, um, mainly the ones who I, I live closer to, um, who like we're still super close now and others that, yeah, were, I was super, super close with at uni and I'm, I'm nowhere near as close with now. And that's, but that's just kind of life. Like that just sort of happens. You can be super close with people and then not, and then super close with them again when maybe we all have kids and maybe that kind of brings people back together. So I don't know. It is it is a tricky one. I think. Hey, like me and Lily are chatting on Skype now. Start a podcast with your friend and just talk to them <laughs> once a week. <laughs> exactly. There's enough tools now to kind of keep in touch with people. And if you're going to stay in touch, then you will. Like, and it's okay if friendships fizzle out. Like Anna said, there are some friendships that are just meant for like moments in time, and you might reconnect one day. And if you don't, then it doesn't matter. When you see each other, you'll reminisce about the good times. Amen. I feel like that is perfect. Perfect end to this extremely long podcast podcast i need a break <laughs> we've been recording Amazing. for a long time guys i hope i hope it was helpful i don't know if we gave any good advice at all but it was fun to talk about like uni times super fun and also i think we've had like very different experiences like throughout uni so i think maybe it was helpful to get two points of view on the whole thing i hope that 
blooming drill hasn't been too much of a pain for Sorry, everyone. guys. Sorry for the drill. The drill. Um, I'm absolutely loving hearing your feedback and comments on the podcast. So please head over to the Facebook page if you want to let us yes. know anything about today's episode because... I, I feel so weird not having like you know the YouTube video you see the comments straight away I'm like I want to know what people think it feels weird not doing the Instagram live but there's literally like 10 comments coming yeah. like every second and it's making me realise I need an eye test and I think we said next week we're going to talk about your 30s like bec- turning 30 entering into your 30s I'm a couple of years in I think yeah. <laughs> I think. I always, you know I always forget but if you have any questions about that then drop us a line in the Facebook group and we will put everything together and shape the next episode around those questions but we hope you all have a brilliant week thank you so much for listening I feel like there's other things we're supposed to say at the end of a podcast I think we were meant to say rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use but also if you guys don't already follow us on Instagram on other platforms I'm at Lily Pebbles Anna's at the Anna Edit yes um, do you want to thank joel oh yeah thank you joel <laughs> thanks um, joel our, our producer and editor joel grove thank you very much he does such a speedy job with these it is brilliantly dreamy and it's so nice that we just get to write down all of our fluff ups and he takes them all out thank you joel <laughs> <laughs> so don't forget to tune in next thursday for the next episode um and we'll speak to you guys then see you then bye bye